Welcome to the Indie Book Talk podcast, where we talk about the expanding universe of indie books. Today, we have Lynette Pottle, my business coach and the person who is almost entirely responsible for getting my first novel out into the world. That's a hefty title to have there. <laughs> right? Hello, I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. Hi, I'm Shell Shearer, author of Urban Fantasy and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Oh, but wait, let me go first, because you already know. What do you do as a business coach, Lynette? Uh, well, um, I do a few things. So I'm a life and business strategist, and my zone of genius is really breaking down big ideas into bite-sized pieces, manageable. So helping people increase their productivity, profits, and peace of mind. That's kind of my jam. And so when I went to Lynette and I was like, help me with my business, but secretly I want to publish a book. She pulled out the secretly. <laughs> and I almost, I would say it was kind of like dragging. It was like, ooh, there's a thread. Let's pull on that. So that was kind of fun. It was. It was, it was that first conversation was not at all what I expected. You know, I'd never had a business coach before, and I thought there were going to be a lot more, well, you know, businessy questions. And it really <laughs> was about, like, who I was and what I wanted and what I felt like was stopping me from having those things or doing those things. Um, and it was kind of a scavenger hunt because I also didn't know that this was this important to me until you sort of started to pull on that thread and it was like, oh, okay, that's a thing that I want to do. Well, that's interesting. So you just kind of went in not really wanting to write a book and then you're like, my gosh, that's that's deep down what I really want to go towards doing. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, I'd written the book, but the <laughs> publishing part, you know, the part where you let other people see it. Oh, that's the bad part. No. Yeah, that, was, that was the part where I was like, hmm. I don't know. Do I have to do that part? I don't know if I have to do that part. And Lynette was like, well, you don't have to, but you get to. And there were, there were many, many reasons. Part of that conversation was just sifting through all of the reasons why she couldn't do it. Um, and then challenging that because we always have that choice. We um, can argue our limitations really well. Uh, you know, I can do that too. <laughs> I can argue my own limitations. We're all pretty capable of doing that. And and that's where our conversation went is because um, I'm going to chime in here, but I, I think the piece that really stands out in my mind was that it was either it was going to be traditional publishing or it wasn't coming out into the world. Yes. Yes. I was definitely um, stuck in that idea that if it wasn't traditional publishing, it wasn't really a book. Right. Um, and it, which is funny now when you look at what we're doing today and th this whole point of this podcast, but I really was still in that mentality that like, I needed someone's permission, I guess I needed, I needed someone to say, oh yes, no, you are good enough. And it turned out I didn't, well, I did need that. I needed Lynette to do that, but I didn't <laughs> need some, you know, publishing executive from some major publishing house to say that because I already knew that I had something to say. Well, I think a lot of people feel that way, and that's why they don't self-publish. Because you know, if they can't get the major publishers to do it, they don't they don't want to, and that's just not valid anymore. Yeah, that's that's the really big thing. It's like that there was a point in our history where that may have rung true, 
But there's so much more, you know, as I'm sure all of your audience knows, there's so much more opportunity in indie publishing and a whole lot of credibility uh, that didn't used to exist. So in our conversation, it was really getting to the point of, yeah, this story was important enough for you to write. And then now what? It's going to stay dusty on your bookshelf for how long? And, and, and because there was such, I think the other piece um, is because there was such a personal connection. There's always a personal connection to your writing, but I think this was really tender. Um, so mm-hmm. to be able to, to share this in a way that was different than how you had originally envisioned it, there were, that's part of what breaking down the walls around moving forward, publishing it yourself, like even right. entertaining that idea. Right. And at backstory for the listeners who don't know about my first book, my first novel I wrote um, as a way to come to terms with my cousin's death by suicide. So it was very personal, very raw and emotional. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's funny too. And it's, it's an adventure, but it was really for me when I wrote it. And so the the realization that I needed to share that and that I got to share that with people was kind of a world-changing one for me. Yeah, yeah. And such an important message to get out into the world. And, you know, timing, (laughs) there's something to be said for timing because had we had that conversation a, a year previous, we may not have even gone down that route. But because I had just gone through the self-publishing process myself and creating my own publishing imprint, it was all really fresh in my mind. And I knew absolutely that you could do it and you could do well with it. So I'm glad that our paths crossed when they did. Me too. (laughs) What would you tell someone that's sort of staring at that book and going, but I, I don't know if I want people to read it or put it out there, you know, not speaking of myself or anything. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It is really a scary thought because it is personal to us, and there's all of these thoughts that just inherently come up around. You know, is it good enough, or will what will people say, and all of you know, just to put your work out into the world, I think is a very vulnerable thing. And the reality is, is sometimes, sometimes the writing isn't meant to be shared. Sometimes it's cathartic and going and it serves its purpose just in writing it. But to be clear, if that's the case, or if it's fear, fear of judgment, fear of, you know, a multitude of things that is coming between you and actually putting it out into the world, I think it's challenging challenging your beliefs around what's possible. What do you see, Lynette? I, I, I think, you know, we do make up all these excuses, right? We make up all the reasons why I can't do it. Oh, I don't know how. <laughs> oh, what if they don't like it? You know, all of those things. But what do you think? Is there a real reason? Is there like this underlying thing that many of us share? Or is it a unique objection for each of us? It, it may sound unique. <laughs> We all we all think our um, we get attached to our excuses, and it feels very personal to us. But at its core, it is it's almost always got to do with this vulnerability piece. It really is because it's like 
exposing yourself to the world and your innermost thoughts and, you know, it going back to childhood, like, will they like me? Um, sometimes we come up with these stories that we're not credentialed enough. That would, that would have been a story that I told myself for sure. We get so caught up in all of these stories that we can't even entertain the fact of, of finding the solution. So I think there is a lot of commonality. It comes, it looks different. The packaging looks different, but at its core, it really comes down to some sort of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, perfectionism is really fear, right? Oh, I just need to, I need to do one more draft. It needs to be edited one more time. And, oh, well, just one more time. <laughs> and, and, it, and so perfectionism, procrastination, all of those things are rooted in fear. They're just, it, they're dressed up in fancy clothes and high heels, but it's, it's all about fear. So how would you tell someone to address that? Just sort of fight past it or? Well, I don't know if I'd use the words fight because that, like when you're fighting against something, there's resistance. And I think it's more about leaning into it, like recognizing it, naming it, calling it out for what it is and acknowledging it, sitting with that and then deciding that you will dance with the fear rather than, you know, trying to take the lead and and like feeling that. all of that resistance. If any of our listeners are artists, please send me a drawing of you dancing with fear. Cause I love that. Um, and we will post it everywhere because yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> that, that would be a great, a great concept. I love that. That sounds like a book idea. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will run with that. That's awesome. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, doing the coaching? Um, gosh, I have been coaching since 2016. And it's evolved over time. I focus more now on really working with solopreneurs and small business owners. But in the beginning, it was, I called it more like success coaching. It was a little bit of, of all things. And there are principles that fit all situations. Um, but it's, it's just been an evolution and finding, you know, I really love um, working with women and I really love um, just the evolution and helping to see people blossom a project into fruition. So it's all very unique to each person and each business on, on what they can use the most help with. Yeah. Yeah. Your five steps. So that, that'd be very cool. Like you always, you're never quite sure what you're going to be working with. Yeah. And being open to that. So there are some instances where it makes a lot of sense to work with a coach or a, that has a very specific process for an issue that you may be working through or a challenge that you may be working through. The way that I approach the work is that there are some tenants that, you know, are present for everyone, no matter what they're going through. But I like to be able to work with people where they're at and what they are going through and asking those questions, just like with Emma, to be able to kind of pull out of her that like in our previous conversations, we had, I didn't even know a book existed. So that kind of happened organically and to be able to run with that um, rather than just, you know, kind of setting it aside because it wasn't in the scope of our work. I have to, I have to tell another story too, um, because this is every time you, we talk about this, it's reminding me of this thing and I have to say it, I guess, because it keeps coming up in my head. 
So the other thing that Lynette pulled out of me um, at a retreat uh, last year, she, we were all sitting around talking about, you know, our goals for the next year and what we wanted to accomplish and how we wanted to feel and who we wanted to be and all of those like big, exciting things. And I sort of mentioned in passing that my name didn't fit. Mm. <laughs> and everybody at the retreat kind of stopped and went, wait, tell us about this. And the truth is that my name hasn't always been Emma G. Rose and that my previous name had a lot of baggage for me and I wasn't comfortable with it. I'd published a book under this name and I, I identified with it and I loved it. And every time somebody called me by that old name, I just cringed. It was terrible. It was, it was like, like they were kicking me just, Oh, that name. And at the retreat, Lynette said, well, why don't you just change your name? What's stopping you? And of course I did the, well, I don't know how thing. And she said, well, who do you know that knows how? Well, I know somebody who's a lawyer. Maybe you could contact her. Okay. And within like that day, that afternoon, we had a break after this conversation. I went and I emailed her. And guess what? Within 24 hours, I knew how to change my name. Excellent. And within a few months, it was done. <laughs> so that's the story of how I became Emma G. Rose. So it's just a matter of someone pointing something out to you and go, hey, you know, do this next step. Right. I think coaching in some ways is a lot like being in a writer's group where you can't always see your own issues, right? Definitely. You can't always see, yeah, you can't see where the story is going to go. But sometimes all it takes is somebody else sitting in the group to go, yeah, but what about this? And it just opens up this whole new concept. And that's what coaching did for me. And, you know, now I'm two and a half books in. So really good books too, we might add. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So Lynette, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago that you had published your first book before you helped me publish mine. So how did you come to that thing? You know, you just talked about how scary and hard and whatever it can feel. So how did you make that leap? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was all of those things for me. And I had actually um, written something like seven years previous to publishing it. And at the time, I, my circle, my network, I didn't know anyone that had ever published a book. I didn't know any writers. I had a belief that it would cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to publish. You know, so there were a lot of reasons why I chose. It wasn't that I, I didn't want to share the work. It was that I, did, I just didn't know how. And I didn't have the tools yet or the wisdom to, and the internet really, quite honestly, <laughs> at that point in time, right? Um, because I wrote this in 2011 and it was published in 2018. But when it came time, how, it, how this all came about is I was in a mastermind group and somebody else in the group was writing and um, the leader of the group had challenged her to to write her book in 30 days. So I'm like being supportive and I'm doing all of these things. And then before I know it, the tables were turned and it was like, oh, the spotlight is on me. And it's like, oh, Lynette, you could write your book in 30 days. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Right. Um, I was 
much more um, gentle with my response out loud than what was going on in my head, because in my head, it was like a hell no. Like you have (laughs) no idea what's going on in my life. There is no way I could do this. Um, Talk about arguing your limitations. But the thing the thing about that conversation was we finished, I didn't make any commitment about uh, doing this at all. But once we got off of the call, it's like, well, how could you, right? This is one of the best questions <laughs> always. It's like, well, instead of, I, I can't, it's like, how how could I, how could I do this? And and in, in 2018, like my my circle had grown to like include some really incredible people. And I know a lot of authors and I knew people that had self-published and it's like all of those barriers were down. And what I realized is, you know what, maybe I can't write this book that I had in my mind that I wanted to write. Maybe I can't do that in 30 days, but what could I do in 30 days? And this is when I thought about this manuscript that I had already written that I felt like was pretty good. And it was sitting on an old laptop that for whatever reason, divine intervention, I guess, I'd never gotten rid of the laptop. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I even log into this? Do I remember the password? (laughs) Um, I had gotten a new laptop because like the blue screen of death kept coming up on it. So I wasn't convinced I'd even be able to get in, but by glory, I got in there. um, I found the file. I put it on a thumb drive. So before, in my mind, before the um, laptop would crash, I would have it. And things went from there. And it was like super fast because I did know an editor that lived in very close proximity to me in my small town in Maine. Um, So I had an editor and she was like, yes, she was on board. And I knew someone who did book layout and cover design and all of these things that I'd met. And so very, very quickly, uh, the book was ready to go. And I want to say... I want to say that conversation happened in September and the book was published uh, November 14th was the release date, November 14th, 2018. So crazy circumstances, Um, but just another good example. It was already a fully done book that you would potentially might have lost on an old laptop. Well, yeah. And to say, and just to put it in context, it wasn't a, um, it was, it's more like a a guide and a journal type of with prompts and activities in it. Um, But yes, and it it had all started um, in 2011. It was a weekly segment that was in my local newspaper. They had gotten on board with that and I got tons of great feedback about it. So I knew it was worth sharing. But it was just all of those logistical pieces. And I got busy with doing life and growing my business and all of the things that I was doing in my own personal development and kind of forgot about it. Um, And not only was it all that, it was learning how to, you know, I created my publishing imprint and and figured out how how does this go on Ingram Spark and what's the distribution and like all of that in that two month period. So totally possible. And it wasn't shortcutted, you know, it was the professional, professional touches. I I think that's the other piece is sometimes we get caught up in thinking about it would cost too much money or take too much time or who do I know. Um, And anyone listening to this podcast 
definitely, if you ask that question, who do I know, you'd have some answers pretty quickly, I think, of who could point you in the right direction. We can help. (laughs) (laughs) So would your primary advice to anyone be just ask yourself that first question of what could I do or how could I do this to move forward? Yeah, how can I? Right, because it's, it's often like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And we get so rooted in holding on to our excuses that one of my favorite quotes is just that. It's like, argue your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. And that's what happens. But flipping the script just to whenever that comes up to consciously say to yourself, okay, like, here's my pattern. I recognize this. So how, how could I do this? Or if I was going to do this, what would be, who would I ask? Like those types of probing questions, because also what happens is it activates your subconscious mind to support you in finding those answers. A lot of times it's all of the things that are hiding in plain sight, that once we open our mind to the possibility, we can start to see those things. Why don't you give yourself permission to be like, yes, this is possible. Yes. Yes. Cool. And and sidebar <laughs> or addition, I guess, is that asking people for help is totally okay. And in fact, cool people like to help you. Like <laughs> I love helping people. That's like my favorite. So you know, I think a lot of people get that, like, oh, but what if I ask? What if I ask? What if they say no? What will they say? And it's like, well, you won't know unless you ask. And most people who have knowledge are happy to share it in one way or another yeah I would have to say that as I've gone into any kind of writer or creative or photography field at all anytime I've gotten the nerve up to just ask outright everyone just jumps in to try and help I mean people want you to succeed and I think that's especially true in the circles of indie like indie publishing um in in the art of circles all of those types of things I think it's it's really true and and to your point Emma it's like well the answer's already no if you don't ask so what do you got to lose (laughs) exactly I'm getting like so many like book recommendation thoughts as I as I listen to this conversation. Um, unfortunately, none of them are indie books except for Lynette's, which we will plug. Um, but the others I'm thinking of are Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, um, The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer, um, and basically anything by Brene Brown, mm. really. Um, So if you're struggling with these things, go look up the wisdom of those amazing women because they have written it all out in a handy book form that you can easily consume without anyone seeing you. Yeah. And I especially in Brene, like I love all of Brene's work, but the gifts of imperfection is one that holds a special spot for me. I think that that's a great place to start. I've read a few of hers and I'm always a little bit challenged and a little bit um, fascinated by by the work Mm. she's done. So on the subject of books, um, because that's what this is about, right? (laughs) On the subject of books, your first book was called Small Steps, Big Impact. Is that right? That is it. Okay. And I've heard a rumor that there may be a second book in the works. There is. I'm about 80-ish percent done um, with my first draft, um, and my editor is (laughs) it's on standby and um the name of this book and this is more of um 
an instructional guide around really helping you to create the things that you want in your life. So the name of the book is You Are a Success Magnet, How to Activate Your Power and Supercharge Your Results. Do I need that? <laughs> <laughs> it's really juicy and good. This is this is the book that I've been marinating on for a while before I started writing it. This is what I had in my mind um, when I was challenged to write the book in 30 days. And it's like, oh, that's not going to happen in 30 days. But it is coming to life. And it's, it is, it's really good and juicy and helpful. Um, so I'm excited to get it out into the world. I'm excited to see it out in the world. Um, before we go, is there anything else you want to tell people where they can find you or anything else you want to tell them about? Um, I'd say a couple of things. If you're interested um, in my books and when You Are a Success Magnet is going to be released, you can visit my website, which is lynettepottle.com. And if you just go um, to backslash books, you'll see all of the updates there. And I would say you could also follow me on uh, social. It's just at Lynette Pottle. I'm on um, Facebook, my business page on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and also Instagram, though not super active there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. I love chatting with you. Yeah, I can't wait to share this. It's going to be great.